0: Hi, I'm Satvik Trinovas, and this is
1: Arnav Rastogi.
0: Together we are co-hosts of the Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in. And in this episode, we are going to tackle the Dak Prescott contract controversy head-on and talk about Taysom Hill's future as an NFL quarterback. Let's dive right into it.
1: So before we talk about, you know, the contract situation with Dak, let's talk about Dak the quarterback. Look, as much as people will try to deny it and you know undermine Dak and downgrade Dak and the NFL quarterback tiers, the talent is there. And when I looked at Dak and was preparing for this episode of this podcast, I went back and watched the Packers game um, against the Cowboys. The, uh, the, the Cowboys lost that game 34-24. But I think this game really showed the true colors of Dak Prescott. He threw for, he threw 27 for 44. He was 27 for 44. 463 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Now, all three of those interceptions were his receiver's fault in the first half. If we look at what Dak Prescott did that game... His team was down nearly 24 to nothing at halftime. Yet he came back with his excellent and accurate passing in the second half. So when I look at him, I see a quarterback who's becoming himself in the sense that he's not as reliant on, on the run game anymore. Like if we look at that game, for every anyone who says he needs a strong running game, Zeke ran the ball a grand total of 12 times. 12 times for 62 yards. They threw the ball around that game a lot to stage what some people would say is a comeback. But this just shows that the talent with Dak Prescott is there.
0: The first point I want to address is like you're saying that the, the here's what I think is going on currently with the Dallas Cowboys. In his rookie year, they went thir- 13 and 3 and the, All the pieces were around him. The offensive line, cream of the crop. Zeke was a monster. Everything was headed in the right direction. But then, over time, the Dallas Cowboys, as a team, has regressed. But during that time, Dak Prescott has improved as a quarterback. He's gotten more accurate. His footwork has improved. And overall, as you said, the Cowboys can now rely on him as a passer. But going back to that same Packers game that you just brought up, the reason that Zeke only got the ball 12 times was not because the the Cowboys wanted to have Dak Prescott throwing the ball 44 times. But it was purely out of the fact that they got behind, the Packers were stopping the running game, and they had no choice but to go to Dak Prescott. Which is why his stats, you could argue, were inflated. When you're throwing the ball that much, and defenses are playing off, playing cushion, and allowing him to sort of get those easy chunk plays. But with that said, going to like the question of Dak Prescott's contract, it doesn't really matter what he's worth in comparison to the other quarterbacks, the Carson Wentz's of the world, the Jarrett Goff's, the Russell Wilson's. 'Cause the way the NFL quarterback market works, if you're in line to get paid, you are going to get paid top dollar as a franchise quarterback. But what actually matters is whether the Dallas Cowboys believe in Dak Prescott as their franchise quarterback. And if they really did believe him believe in him, I think he would have been paid by now.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that front. There's definitely a trust issue between Jerry Jones, the and the Cowboys front office and Dak Prescott. You know, we've seen that Jerry Jones isn't afraid to throw money at players. You know, we've seen it with Zeke, Jalen Smith, Amari Cooper. You know, so Jerry Jones will take care of his players and sign them to big, big extensions. However, I believe that Dallas's new head coach, Mike McCarthy, is the reason that's holding Jerry Jones back from pulling the trigger on the contract. We've seen in the NFL that new head coaches, new regimes, they want their guy. We look at Brian Flores with Tua, Zach Taylor with Joe Burrow, um, Vic Fangio in Denver with drew Locke. new head coaches want their guy they don't care if the pre-existing guy there is a seasoned veteran or is a young rookie we don't even know if Dwayne Haskins is comfortable with if if Ron Rivera is comfortable with Dwayne Haskins as his quarterback even though you know Dwayne Haskins is what one year into his rookie deal so we've seen time and time again that New head coaches, new regimes want their guy, their quarterback, and nobody in the Cowboys organization knows yet if Dak is Mike's guy. Mike doesn't know how he is going to fit in with Dak, if Dak is going to do well in his system, in his offense, and that's why I believe that contract hasn't been, you know, Dak hasn't gotten the contract that he wants, because Jerry wants to tag him to see, you know, this season is almost like a trial run where he wants Dak to sign the tag so he gets somewhat of top dollar quarterback money. However, he's not locked in long term with a coach that he doesn't know that he works with or not yet.
0: So then that goes back to the question, you know, you say that there's a new regime coming in, but let's all be real here. It's... It's really Jerry Jones who's calling the shots here for the Dallas Cowboys. And if, if like you're saying, that um, Jerry Jones does want to have this trial run, then you have to ask the question, does Jerry Jones truly believe in Dak Prescott? And when I go back to that, and you know there is that variable of the new head coach and maybe Mike McCarthy isn't 100% down to go with Dak Prescott as the quarterback moving forward. But all, at least to me, what this situation really boils down to is two parties, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, and I don't think they're on the same page, and that is not a recipe for success moving forward.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think there's a huge distrust, and um, the the two parties are just not on the same page, I believe that this situation is really, really reminiscent of a Kirk Cousins-type situation. I think Dak is going to sign his tag against what a lot of people say that he'll hold out. I don't think any NFL player is stupid enough to pull a Le'Veon Bell. We we saw what happened with the Le'Veon Bell saga, and now... He he has gotten top dollar, but he's not even comfortable with the team he's on. Neither is the team comfortable with him. So we know how ugly that player-team situation with Le'Veon Bell got. And I think every NFL player looked at that and said that is not the way to go to get more money, especially being a quarterback and a leader of your team. So I definitely think that Dak Prescott will sign his tag this year and will play on this t- his tag this year. And I think, as I said earlier, this is a trial run. And if it goes well or meets Jerry Jones' expectations, as you said, Jerry Jones is the brains behind everything. So if his this trial run meets Jerry's expectations, I think that next year is the year we might see Dak sign to that you know, whatever contract, whatever money he's in line to get from Jerry. We'll see that long-term deal happen next year. But I believe he's going to sign his tag, play on his tag, and we'll see what happens this year with the Cowboys organization.
0: Yeah, so definitely the most logical outcome here is the one that you just set forth, the franchise tag, see how it goes. But as an outsider looking here, looking inside um, on the Cowboys, I'm just not sold on what's going on inside their four walls, and I just don't think they're on the same page. And for that reason, I'm just not sold on what the Cowboys have here moving forward.
1: Speaking of quarterbacks that people aren't sold on, there's a quarterback controversy in New Orleans as well with Taysom Hill.
0: So here's my outlook on the Taysom Hill situation. So... First of all, I don't necessarily know if it's a controversy per se, but yes, you know, Drew Brees, he has around one or two years left, I guess, in the tank. And then the question does arise who is his successor? So, right now, today, in the NFL, here's how I view Taysom Hill. I refer to his position as a super flex, and for fantasy football fans out there, you may be aware of the fantasy football format in which you can have a super flex player, which is basically a flex position where you can put in any position, any player of any position, including quarterback. So looking at Taysom Hill, he plays pretty much every position on the football field, and he does that at an incredibly high level. But to me, right now, I haven't seen enough of Taysom Hill The quarterback To say that he is the franchise Quarterback of the New Orleans Saints moving forward I personally just think the sample size Is too small And I can't really make any decisions here Until I see more out of him But as a Saints fan I think you are quite optimistic About what you see with Taysom Hill So what do you see Playing out here in the future And where is Taysom Hill's career as a NFL quarterback headed.
1: You know, I definitely agree on the front that the sample size is too small, especially for a quarterback that has thrown six for thirteen. He's he's six for thirteen in pass attempts in his entire career. And for a guy like Sean Payton to come out and say Taysom Hill is the next Steve Young, it it you know, it it's a very mixed bag when it comes to, you know, how their reaction to 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 what Coach Payton said, but when I look at Taysom Hill, I want to first start off by going over Lamar Jackson and his sophomore season at Louisville. So Lamar Jackson rushed for thousand uh, five hundred seventy one yards, which was good for tenth in the league, tenth uh, uh, in college football, and this was ahead of Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt. Darius Geis, Justin Jackson, and he was only 32 yards away from Christian McCaffrey. So it was no wonder that NFL scouts wanted him to transition and work out for them at the running back position. Instead, Lamar Jackson was dedicated to the quarterback position. He worked hard with his coaches on his accuracy. He spent more time watching film. He got more adjusted to the quarterback position and the footwork and the ideology and sort of you know the motions that he has to go through, and you see the progression in his college stats of his accuracy, the yards he's throwing, the fewer interceptions. Those are all visible. The passer rating, and when he got drafted in two thousand eighteen by the Ravens in the first at the at the tail end of the first round, there were still glaring questions about. How good of a passer he is. Can, can he even be a successful quarterback in the NFL? Some NFL scouts were very, very interested to see if he would indeed make the transition to running back or even a wide receiver, a flex position. But what happened was he went into Greg Roman's system. They developed an offense around him. And now look at him. He's the MVP. He threw 66%. He was 66%. That was his accuracy. For 3,127 3, yards, 36 touchdowns with a passer rating of 113. That eclipsed all of his college stats. So what this tells me is that the transition from being a sort of running back type quarterback to an actual mobile quarterback, that transition is possible. And for Lamar Jackson, it took three to four years to do this. But with Taysom Hill, he's in a prime opportunity to make this transition. Taysom Hill's situation is very, very eerily similar to Lamar Jackson's. We go back to his college days, his sophomore season. So Lamar's sophomore season, he rushed for 1,571 yards, and we gave you the I gave you the comparisons. Taysom Hill's sophomore season, he rushed for 1,344 yards, which was good for 19th. However, that year in 2013, that year, it was a very, very tight uh rushing yards race. And he was 150 yards within guys like Carlos Hyde, James White, Jay Ajayi, Jeremy Hill. He was within one hundred and fifty yards of them on the rushing rushing yards uh list. Rushing yard leader list. So but what happened after that? Taysom Hill worked on his accuracy and despite his career being plagued by many injuries, in the two years that we did see him extensively his sophomore year and his fifth year senior year, we saw a six percent improvement in accuracy and a He eclipsed the amount of yards he threw for it and the amount of touchdowns he had his passer rating was through the roof And so we saw the improvement and the work he's made now going into the NFL being in Sean Payton system He's primed to make this transition. We see we Lamar Jackson made the transition now think about How Taysom Hill can make this transition with an offensive minded creative genius like Sean Payton and the the offensive system that he has created and in a world where backfields are changing, like our podcast name, The Backfield Drift, the backfield of the NFL is changing. Running backs are changing. Quarterbacks are changing. And Taysom Hill is in this position where you know, he might be able to become a successful quarterback in the NFL.
0: Here's my take on this. All of your points are completely valid. And I definitely think that Taysom Hill has a unique skill set. And Sean Payton, his offensive mind, and the weapons that the Saints have on this offense, with all that put together, you can definitely create a very unique and possibly a very successful offense from the pieces that are at Sean Payton's disposal. But with that said, I think it's really important to understand that Lamar is just different man Lamar is him the the way he goes from 0 to 100 is just unmatched by any football player that at least I have seen playing football on in the NFL but regardless of that I agree that Taysom Hill has this unique skill set and the Saints can make use of that but also if you look at what the Saints have done they signed Jameis Winston as their QB3 now So Taysom Hill is the QB2 The backup to Drew Brees And if something happens And Drew Brees goes down Taysom Hill is going to step up And be the QB2 But What this signing of Jameis Winston Really tells me Is that You know The Saints Still are Not necessarily committed to Taysom Hill the quarterback But Taysom Hill the super flex As we refer to him That position he plays earlier That utility offense position But with that said I I don't know if the Saints Are really planning to One day after Drew Brees Is Taysom Hill really going to be The successor to Drew Brees And you also look at the Saints They drafted Tommy Stevens Who has a very similar skill set To Taysom Hill And you know, if Taysom Hill does move on to become the starting quarterback and then maybe Tommy Stevens takes that super flex position. So, you know, there's just a lot here and like you said, there is potential but only time will tell where Taysom Hill's career as an NFL quarterback is headed.
1: Yeah, I mean you're you're not wrong in the sense that the Saints are sending a mixed bag here. Sean Payton has come out publicly and said and you know compare Taysom Hill to Steve Young which is that's not that's that's a big comparison Steve Young is one of the all time greats but you're drafting guys like Tommy Stevens and you're you've in the past you've signed guys like Teddy Bridgewater and Jameis Winston and put you know I mean Jameis Winston this year but Teddy Bridgewater um, last year and put them into your system so I think the Saints are really sending a mixed bag here with the moves they made and the statements they've made. But we're going to see how the situation progresses. The way I see it, I think Taysom Hill takes over and in this stage in the NFL where we've seen very very crazy things, you know, things that we have not seen in a couple in like a couple hundred Years, things like that are just defining this new NFL movement, this youth movement, this positionless football. We're seeing a lot of new things here, and you can never rule out anything. Taysom Hill has the opportunity and has the skill set and has the talent on his team surrounding him with the coaching staff, the players, and everything. Has the opportunity to make that transition. We can never rule out anything. But yes, you are correct. Time will only tell what happens with Taysom Hill.
0: Yeah, definitely this is a really unique situation and there's a lot of potential here for the Saints moving forward. But I think what's really important is right now, currently today, I do not believe that Taysom Hill is ready to be the franchise quarterback. But these upcoming years, I think Drew Brees has one or two years left in him. And in those years, how is Taysom Hill going to develop as a quarterback? And potentially we could see, you know, 2021, 2022, Taysom Hill could be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. And it's going to be really interesting to see how things play out.
1: Yep, you're, you're absolutely correct. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what Taysom Hill does in this New Orleans Saints system. Alright, thank you for listening to the second episode of our podcast, The Backfield Rift. And stay tuned for our next episode, where we discuss the controversial draft picks of Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love, and what it means for their respective franchises. Until then, it's been Arnav Rostogi,
0: and of us.
1: Stay safe, and take care.